This is going to be my challenge to you, the fans of this program, and there are thousands in our listening audience. It is Doug and Jess, the Organic Gardeners. Jessica Wallace are on vacation. Doug Oster, everybodygardens.com is here. Todd Shabandi. Sounds like a song that the Dell Vikings would have sang. Shubandi. Shubandi. He will be here later. Everybody loves Todd Shubandi, and we all do. Why? Because he's I don't. Good. I do. He's very good at what he does. He, of course, is a part of the Davy Trees Talking Trees segment that we do every other week during the summer months. But the whole idea is I want to see how many calls Doug can actually turn over between now and 8 a.m. Can we do 15 calls? Can we do 20? The bottom line is... Can we do 50? Can we, You know what? I'd like to give it a shot. 866-391-1020. The lines are empty now, but they will fill up quickly. Let's see how many calls we can actually get on this hour. 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank Instant Access. KDKRadio.com. Or you can text us on the right automotive line. Best deal in town. I know you were busy, I'm sure, yesterday working in the garden, doing a little fishing, working at what you do with those great videos and articles at TribLive.com, the Tribune Review, that great Scathe newspaper. Paper, but we were talking about Jonathan Green yesterday in detail and in length at length on the uh, True Value Home Improvement Show. And we were just talking about their organic brand. Now they have synthetics as well, too, but organics are what you specialize in. Boy, I'll tell you, people have a lot of success with that brand. And I know a lot of our wonderful sponsors actually sell that brand as well. So I talked to those guys, so I should talk to you. Your thoughts about Barry Green and that great brand, Jonathan Green. Well, it's just nice to see that you can actually have a great lawn without having to reach for the the chemicals. You know, the the thing that we always talk about is uh, one of the scariest things that we're using out there is the herbicide to to. Kill. Is that still as bad, Doug? Oh, yeah, it's the same thing they've always been using. You know, it's just I, I'm not going to tell people how to garden, but if that's the one thing you don't want to encounter, you don't want your kids running on is that weed killer, uh, and you can you can do a great lawn using you know just the same kind of four step program, only just different stuff. That's all, and it's not more expensive. It's it's probably a little cheaper actually and uh so it's you know just think about growing grass nothing grows faster or better than grass if you give it what it wants that's why we try so hard to keep it out of our vegetable gardens out of our flower gardens those roots they they get that good soil they're like wow come on let's go this is great so just by using some different cultural practices and some different products you can have a great lawn and not have to worry about it. and you can roll around and walk barefoot you won't have to worry about it so. Let, me, let me ask you about the lawn as we wait some calls here. And that is, um, this time of year with the weather being what it has been, very hot at times, and then cloudies, a lot of rain, but you still have the brown spots. Do you? And I asked these guys yesterday about this. They said you can always work on your yard. One of the things Jessica Wallace has always said about it, going dormant, Mother Nature bringing it back. Should you pretty much, once you get to this time of the year, roll with the punches and let it go until fall planting season, in your opinion? In my opinion, yes. You know, it, it, you're, Enjoy it. Right. You're, just, you're going to be pouring water on it, you know, like crazy. But, you know, we've had enough rain. So you, you see, we haven't had a lot of calls about, what do I do about my grass? It's turning brown. You know, it does naturally go dormant uh, in midsummer. But, you know, we've had enough rain where that's probably not happening right now. All right, last thing, then we're going to go to the phones. We'll take 10th caller right now to win that Sorgles gift certificate. Uh, it is 412-922-1020. But if you are on Facebook, please like a lot of the sponsors that Doug and Jess talk about. I'm always talking about Janoski's, Hans, all of them, Sorgles. Because i got to tell you, they're always posting beautiful pictures, flowers, and things that are blooming at the garden center that they may 
own or out in the fields, things that they're growing. And if you really want something uplifting on social media, some beautiful pictures, please check them out. We have a great group of sponsors, do we not? Yeah, we do. And uh, I'm friends with most of them. That's the nice thing about it. You know, many, many years of, of, you know, whenever I go, we just all sit and talk about the gardening business in general, you know, about how it changes and uh, the the different, uh, the young people coming up, what they want in their gardens. And that's a tough business, I think, you know, and I, I was out at Plumline Nursery yesterday speaking and uh, again, I'm good friends with all the people that work there and the family and everything. And I'm just like, I don't know how you guys do it in the in the hot, you know, especially as you get older, how you do it, how you can be out there in that heat. Oh, so you, Friday, I stop off at Janoski, do a little social media. I'm pulling out, heading towards Raccoon Township and coming up the street. And I couldn't turn around quick enough. Mike Janoski is on a tractor and he's got like, I think eight or 10 trailers full of potted plants behind him. <laughs> and I said, that's what a farmer's supposed to look like. And what they did with the Allegheny County Chief Exec, Rich Fitzgerald, to keep that property always to be used for farming through eternity. Congratulations to Rich Fitzgerald and the Janoski family for thinking forward about how important the legacy of Sonny and his family and that farm is. Yeah, instead of it being a bunch of rows of houses and stuff. They yeah, all look that, alike, right? Right, that we can have farmland still, which is... You know, again, your hat has to go off to anybody who farms for a living. Oh, oh man. Oh. You know, deer, crows, raccoon, you know. Just heat. heat. Cold. Cold. No rain. Too much rain. You know. <laughs> oh, And I, those who did it before the Weather Channel. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I know. remember when the Weather Channel came, Sonny was so excited. He was showing me on the, look, the Weather Channel, the Weather Channel. But you know what? Think about it. How much they depend on weather to be able to do you what know, they I, do. I met with some guys uh they went to CMU now this many many years ago, right. and they've got some kind of consulting firm going or something. And they wanted to know a little bit about the nursery business, and they were so surprised that it is so weather dependent. If you get a bad stre- stretch at the end of April, early May, you can never make that back because you know the people. I so don't when know. do they? And, and I should have asked you before I did the video, but I just said, hey, you know, spring planning. And I've talked to Sonny before. It seems like he was always out plowing. But but when do they actually start planting all of the stuff that like the corn, the peppers, the tomatoes? They start the corn really early under protection because again, one of the things about being a place like Janoski's and Sorgols and these other places is it's important to have the first corn, the first homegrown tomatoes. That's what people want. They they they're just especially the corn, you know. So a normal person would be putting corn in maybe May fifteen, maybe. But a farmer, I mean, I think they I, they're planting in April, doing every trick in the book to get it to germinate, to keep the frost off it, so that they have the first. When you see that sign when you're driving down the road and you see the sign, you know. Sweet corn. Oh, I know. That's huge. <laughs> July 1st or whatever it might be. Sonny used to call me four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, hey, the just sweet do- corn's here. <laughs> yeah, get it, get it. And that's why they don't find deer very lovable. I get that. Yeah, I don't find do- deer very no. lovable either. No, yeah, I can- chased three of them out and they took all my hostas. It's my fault. I should have had the stuff sprayed better, but, you know, it's just one night can be... Devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Imagine if you had to do it for a living. Ooh. All right. Listen, we're going to take a break. Doug's got every single line lit. Anything else you want to say real quick before we go to break? Real quick. Come with me to Italy. I'm going in April. All the information is uh, on my Facebook page. It's at DougOster.com. It's at Everybody Gardens. 
We're going to go to Rome. We're going to see the Colosseum, Amalfi Coast, Sorrento, the island of Capri, Pompeii, Naples. It's going to be awesome. People are already signing up, even though it's in April. Or you can just give me a call, 412-965-3278. That's 412-965-3278 to join me on a trip of a lifetime. To Naples with Doug Oster. To Italy. Everybody goes to Italy with Doug.com. We'll be back. All right, here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Doug Oster, 866-391-1020. Bank had me so excited I jumped in early, but it's okay because we got a busy bunch of phone lines ready to go. I got a text, too. Do you? Yeah. Go ahead, do it. Does this ragweed season here already? I'm sneezing. No. <laughs> Did not hear it yet. Okay, don't forget, right automotive. Not till, usually not till mid-August. But. Right automotive text line, the best deal in town. Get a hold of us that way or dollar bank instant access, kdkradio.com. Here he is, Roy in Swissvale for Doug Oster on everybodygardens.com. You can find out more about him there. And, of course, every week on the Organic Gardener Show at KDK Radio. Hi, Roy. Hey, Doug. How you doing? Hey, good. What's going on? I had a, a neighbor, she passed away this year, 95 years old, but one of the things she left me was her bluebells uh, pilgrims, pilgrims into my yard. And I, have, I had a bunch of them under a big tree this year, mm-hmm. and unfortunately the tree had to come down, so I moved all the bluebells to a different area. And right now one of them is developing a lot of brown areas, looks like it's dying, and the one next to it seems to be getting a little bit of brown. When did you move them? Uh, probably in uh, May. Okay. While they were blooming, but I, you know, I had to do it because the tree was. And how out. did they look then? Uh, they looked good. They yeah, looked they'll good. be all right. They're tough. They'll they'll okay. be okay. Don't worry all about right. it. They're certainly get, getting enough rain, right? You're getting yeah. you're getting rain out there. They'll be okay. Yeah, you okay. know. I just want to let you know, two of them have white flowers on instead of the blue, which is a I think a nice little contrast. Yeah, that's beautiful. And yeah. how nice that uh, you know the memories of of your neighbor with those flowers. That's really cool. Yeah, I appreciate it. Great show. Love listening to you in the mornings. Thanks, Roy. All right. Thanks, Roy. Let's go to uh, Roy. Let's go to Hopalong Cassidy. Roy? <laughs> Let's go to Sue in Oakmont. Sue, how you doing? Good morning. Welcome to KDK Radio. Good morning. I have three uh, watermelon plants, the, the small round watermelons. They're beautiful. All of a sudden, almost overnight, the plant's dying. What uh, have, you seen any, have you seen any cucumber beetles? That sound, it could be a couple things, but I'm guessing maybe cucumber beetles have spread bacterial wilt to it. Uh, did well, it look the like cucumbers are right next to it, so it could be. Uh, did it look like it just kind of withered, and no matter how much water you give it, it won't come yes. back? Yeah, it's probably yeah. Ba- probably bacterial wilt would be my guess. Are the watermelons on there going to mature? Well, I don't know. We'll have to see. Any any foliage looking okay there, or is it all kind of like blah? It's all. It's all blah. <laughs> well, I don't have high hopes for those watermelons. Okay. Sorry and to tell you that. One that's a really nice size, too, so maybe that will survive, but maybe the smaller ones won't. You know, all you can do is put put a little water on it, cross your fingers, and hope for the best. Okay, thanks. Good luck, Sue. All right, Dr. Mm-hmm. Wong just sent me a text. He said a lot of these pollens just because of all of the rain we've had. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's why people are sneezing. And I, like I said, I don't think it's ragweed season. It's usually a little later. All right, let's say hi to our next caller. It's Pam. Pam, good morning. You're on the air with Doug Oster. She's calling today from Aspen Wall. Good morning, Pam. Good morning. Thank you so much for your program. I listen all the time. Thank you. I have a Calethra Ruby Spice. There are three of them, and the one is leaning. And last year I tried putting uh, 
stakes so that I could straighten it, and I took them off because it looked just fine this spring, and now it's leaning again. And I wanted to know, would, how do you suggest pruning it so that it won't lean that direction? Well, this is probably isn't the best time to prune it. Um, what I would do is I would tell you I would support it for a little bit longer, you know, and okay. see if see if it'll it'll stand up on its own. If it doesn't, uh, you know, I would prune it uh, when it's when it's dormant at at the right before spring, you know, March somewhere in there, and take your time, look at it, figure out what it is that's leaning the wrong way that you don't like, and and you never want to remove more than one third of the plant whenever you're pruning. But I would just give it a little bit of support, and all the way until next year, and see how it does on its own. Okay, how how tall do they grow? Well, it just depends on where you have them and what variety you have. So, it's a clutter ruby spice. You know that variety. I'm not sure how okay. big it gets, but uh, you know it's not a fast grower. So just keep an eye on it. Thanks so much. Thank, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, let's take care of some of these Dollar Bank Instant Access messages. Good morning, Doug. Can I split my multicolored coneflower plant? Now that they are still in bloom, and when is the best time? I would wait. I would wait until the fall. You know, they're blooming right now. They're they're in their peak right now. If you start splitting them up now, they could live, but it, it wouldn't make sense. Wait till they're done blooming. Uh, do it in the fall. You know, September is a good time when things cool off. Look for a couple of days where it's going to be cloudy and raining. That's always the best time to split things up and move it. I have Skylands. That are browning from the top down. Should I prune the top section off to prevent the spread of whatever is affecting it? Thank you. I never heard of Skyland. What's that? That must be a typo. I'm trying to think what that would be. S-K-Y-L-A-N-D-S. I don't know what that is. Uh, Okay, if you're out there listening, resend it. Something browning from the top? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, we need to figure that one out. All right, uh, 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank, Instant Access, KDKRadio.com. Next stop for Doug, it is Allison Park and Suzanne on KDK Radio. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Um, I wanted to ask if you could identify uh, trees that I have. I have two large trees in my front yard, and they are um, old, long. They've been here, been here 48 years. They've been here since I've been here. And they have, like... The, off the big main branches, it looks like clusters of, like, like ferns. Hmm. Do you have any idea what kind of a tree that would be? I think we're going to have to wait for tree expert Todd Sherbondi when he comes in, and we'll have to ask him. So okay. a, tree, a um, tree, and it looks kind of like ferns, huh? Yes, and my neighbor said that she thought it was a magnolia tree, but I was under the impression it was an ash tree for some reason. But anyway, most of the ash, I have most to have of... them removed. From, Duquesne Light has said we have to have them removed because they're interfering with the lines after all these years and mandatory they have to come out so it's going to just make my front yard look terrible so So at least you'll know what it's what it's called when they cut it down i don't we had a tree man in here and he didn't know what it was that don't think, no kidding, huh? That one yeah, right over. That one, Susan, it. he said you have to know the name when they cut it down. That went right over her head. So that is kind of, <laughs> that is kind of sad when they do. It is sad when you. They we'll just, try and figure it out, Suzanne, when Todd comes in uh, after the seven thirty break. All right, listen. Let's take a couple of these uh, right automotive text messages. The best deal in town. By the way, the same way you get a hold of Doug on the radio, you can text us a message, and I'll get it to him at eight six six three nine one ten twenty. I sent a sample of a tomato. To Penn State Plants Pathology Lab. They told me it was a tomato necrosis. Mm. How can I prevent that from happening next year? 
Ah, boy, we're gonna have to wait for Mrs. Know It All on that one because I don't know. I don't. I'm not familiar with that disease. So we'll wait for Mrs. Know It All. We'll ask her necrosis. Okay. Got it. Yep, I'm writing it down. So when Mrs. Know It All comes on, she can help us out. Oh, you got 30 seconds. Tell them about Italy. It is the best place in the world, <laughs> the best food in the world. And I'm going there in April, and I would love you to come with me. We have a local guide who follows us all the way through. It's an easy way to travel. Uh, we stay in only the best hotels. There's Rome, Coliseum, Amalfi Coast, Sorrento, Pompeii, Island of Capri, a winery visit, Naples, and much, much more. All the information is at everybodygardens.com. If you'd like to come, you can see it at dougoster.com. Or, if you don't have the internet, just give me a call, 412-965-3278. We're going to have so much fun in Italy. All right, stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. More to come with Doug on the Organic Gardeners at 8 o'clock. It's Eating Healthy, Eating Light for the Summertime with Joe and Frank Dentisi. Coons Cooking Hour. Good morning. We are joined by Todd Shabandi from Davy Tree. And even before we get into it, I've got questions uh, from callers before we start our normal talk. So, always first, good stuff. First off, uh, uh, there was a Dollar Bank Instant Access. Is that where it came from? Uh, some type of conifer, Skylands, turning brown from the top. A conifer turning brown from the top. What are you thinking? Sounds like an oddity. Um, I've got to be honest. We've seen a lot of disease, a lot of insect damage out there this year. My guess, if I had to put money on anything, I would say possibly bagworms. We've seen a lot of them. Uh, we were at Bible school the other night, actually, walking by a fir tree, Fraser fir, bagworms everywhere. They're alive and well. So, And uh, what's the organic control? Just pull them off? Or? Yeah, yeah. Cultural practice is just to pick bagworms. Um, that's the easiest. Uh, but at the end of the day, my biggest recommendation, always, 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 don't focus on the bagworms. Focus on the plant. Let's focus on getting that tree healthy. Mm-hmm. So if you're out sleep, you know you're not sleeping well. You're not you're drinking too much. Maybe not doing well. You're not. You're more prone to uh, maybe getting the flu or a summer cold. Same thing with trees. Rob doesn't get sick that often, though. No. Oh, that's, that's interesting. interesting. That must be nice. I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So make sure your your plants are healthy. Let's not focus on the insect. Let's focus on the plant. And then uh, we had a caller. Trying to ID a tree. That's all I love. Without that. Yeah. seeing it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we know it's tall. Okay, it has a trunk. Is it green? It green. Okay, <laughs> I got, I'm going there. It looks like a fern. Yeah. What are you thinking? A fern. Golly, that's that's a tough one. Um, and without seeing it, boy, they're really putting the uh, the screws to me this morning. But that's okay. What I would say, probably looking at a dawn redwood. Uh, um, that's my guess. Yeah, I've got a Don Redwood, and that didn't even occur to me. I didn't. Yeah. I don't think of that as a fern, but you need, you know, to ID anything, you need to see it. You have to see that's it. Right. And actually, Don Redwood, one tree that was thought to be extinct, so didn't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, that's a cool story. Go yeah. ahead and tell them. Tell well, them about yeah, the Don Redwood. That's a really cool tree. If you don't amazing. know what Don Redwood is, there's two of them right in front of Phipps. They yep. actually had to move them uh, when they put the new Welcome Center in. Oh, no in. kidding. Yeah, and there they grow like kind of squatty they're tall right. but they're they're fat yeah. i've got one growing yeah real More tall conical, and skinny, so, straight up right, like christmas right. tree like yeah yeah so yeah. tell them about the uh thought to be extinct yeah thought to be extinct uh, i use that uh, a lot with uh garden talks and things of that nature you know one tree that they they found alive and well it was it was thought to be extinct they found it in the in a providence in china if i recall correctly yeah, during world war ii yeah um it was alive and well they brought them, cultivated them, and, and now they're doing well. They're all over the place. Not not a lot of big ones out there. You see them from time to time, but uh, they're starting to you know mature and well, become I, larger I trees. I met so. your colleague Dick Till over yeah. over a Don Redwood. Oh, that's 
I recall that story. Yeah. That's right. Where I said to this guy for years, we've been going back and forth yeah. from the Men's Garden Club, who had the biggest Don Redwood in Pittsburgh? And I said I did, and he said he did. So we brought Dick out, and he brought his tools to measure it, and it ends up we both won because when the other guy said biggest, he, he meant around. What when was, I said yeah, biggest, I said tallest. The tallest. So we both have the biggest Don Redwood. All right, let's I get to work. Uh, tell me about uh, plant health care for trees. Plant health care. What, what does that mean? Plant so healthcare? for years and years, we've talked about the insect, integrated pest management, You know, talking about the pest. Davey, at Davey, we've coined the term plant health care. And what we are focusing on, just as the terminology indicates, we're focusing on the plant, making sure that their soil fertility is, is proper. Um, one big thing that we focus on a lot of times, planting the right tree or shrub or plant for the site, you know, and same thing in gardening. If if you're looking to cultivate good fruit or uh, something that's going to be relatively disease resistant, you know, a lot of times you want to plant the right plant. You know, you can get some exotics and, and maybe they do well. You know, stewardia will do, will grow in Pennsylvania, but they don't really do all that well. You know, so there's things that I you love can that do there. tree. Yeah. but like I'm I'm uh, I'm reticent to plant it. I, yeah. you know, and I talked to everybody has a different opinion about oh, yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Oh, that'll be fine. Others are like, what? Oh, no. Better protect it. <laughs> yeah, keep it right, covered. Right, right, right. <laughs> plant it up against the north side. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. We focus on the plant. The biggest part of it, again, you know, making sure the plant is sleeping well, eating well, doing all the right things. It's not out too late. In all honesty, focusing on the plant is the best thing you can do. When we get the call for bagworms or uh, rhizosphere and needle cast or whatever it might be, a lot of times you look at you know what the history of the property was. People are not doing the right things, the pl- and, not, the and plants, not the plants struggling. The plants struggling. It, a disease or a pest can too much water, right. not enough water, over mulching, not going there. But you know, really, th- there's a lot of things you can do as a plant mom or dad, and make sure that the plant is doing well. Uh, you know, if you're seeing poor growth on the plant, if you're seeing undersized leaves, a lot of times the plant's giving you a, a telltale indicator. You have to do something or else I'm going to be in trouble here. And bagworms, all you know, all these insects out there, they're adventitious. That means they'll come right after mm-hmm. your plant as soon as it's struggling. Stuff. So maybe I should be getting seasonal checkups since I had an oak tree fall on the house here. Definitely uh, worthwhile. Yeah, talk a little bit about how important it is to have a seasonal checkup. Yeah, the biggest part of that is getting a set of, a trained set of eyes on the property to see what we know is a possible uh, issue. You know, are there codominant stems? Are there two stems that maybe you know shouldn't be there? It should have been pruned off maybe years ago. Early training, pruning, that kind of thing fungal fruiting bodies as as i'm sure you know in an oak forest you know there's a lot of that showing up so there's good fungi out there and again you you know this well and there's bad fungi out there they're really gonna you know cause some issues so yeah he's a fun guy fun fun guy i love it fungi or fun guy (laughs) yeah you're a fun guy uh all right we've talked about this at length but we need to bring it up again mulching oh so mulching your tree yeah i told you you know my son's on his first house he sends, awesome. texts me a picture yeah. of a, a big tree, and he just mulched it, and it was like a volcano. Oh, it right, a knife right through the heart. Yeah, I know. Yeah, my I own know. son. Oh. 
<laughs> killing it. So, you know, we uh, there's a lot of issues that we're seeing right now uh, due to overmulching. Uh, it's not just homeowners. Professionals are doing it, too. You know, there's there's a lot of people that don't necessarily understand the process, and I'm not here to, to beat them up. But at the end of the day, what we want to see is... Yeah, you are. I, I don't understand. I don't understand how this happened. Well, yeah, it's, it's really an awful uh, scenario. But realistically, what we want to do is make sure no mulch touching the trunk of the tree. Right. Just ran into a case the other day. Quans and Cherry struggling. Uh, She's thought brown rot. The leaves are dropping off en masse. First thing we pointed to, going to the trunk of the tree, that, that flare going into the ground. There was no flare. It looked like a telephone pole really going into the ground. Um, overmulched for years. Egregiously overmulched for many, many years. Uh, what Bad plant mom, she kind of knew she was doing the wrong thing, but kept doing it anyhow. So we'll get in there, do a root collar excavation. You know, again, we're focusing on the plant, do a root collar excavation, pull back all of that mulch. And if there's any roots wrapping around or encircling the trunk of the tree, we're going to cut those. More so, more like a donut than a volcano. More like a donut than... Right. I like donuts. I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't like yeah, donuts? Yeah, oh, that's a... One, amen. one more question. Even so, Olivia said she likes donuts. Right, Olivia? Put that microphone. What's your favorite donut? Uh, I don't know. I like all the donuts. See, when you're young, That's... it's well, you can dream big. You can <laughs> like them all. Go big or go home. That's I like right. that, Rob. Right. We haven't had to worry too much about it, but talk a little bit about what deep root watering is. Yeah, so you're going to call me crazy, Todd. I can't believe you're talking about watering this time of the year. We're 10 inches up in rainfall. What are you guys talking about watering for? Actually, we know the history of Western Pennsylvania. August historically relatively dry going into September as well. It's going to be hot as well. So want to make sure we get some deep root watering, get a soil probe, get it down into below the root uh, or where the roots are. Surface watering, okay. But again, if you're over mulching. How do you know if you're putting enough water on a big tree? Well, we typically we want to go, uh, if we're not getting rainfall in, a, in an average week, Twice a week, we want to water. We want to get it down in. Maybe put the soaker hose on it or get a slow trickle around the trunk of the tree um, for Just no more than remember, about an hour. Remember to turn the water off. Remember to turn the water <laughs> off or on, too. That's the other side of it. But, you know, at the end of the day, we want to make sure we're getting plenty of water down into the root zone. All right, Todd, stick around. I'm sure we'll have some more tree questions. For Fantastic. more information about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to www.davy.com slash KDKA. And don't forget, you can always call the experts at Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. Coons Cooking Hour next hour, eating healthy, eating light for the summertime. Joe and Frank Dentisi. Then it's Heffron Tillotson, your money and you. Jim Meredith with the morning commentary. Jamie Meredith with the Ask the Advisor segment. Then a lot of NFL coming up today. We'll preview every single team, including the Steelers, with Ted Arno on the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday show at 11 a.m. Good morning. Time for Mrs. Know-It-All. She's a grower, horticulturist, and our garden goddess, Denise Schreiber. How are you this morning? Hi, good. So the lady with the tomato problem. Yeah, what is that? What is necrosis? That's a virus. Um, So I hope she has ripped out that tomato out of her garden and just disinfected any tools that she might have used with it. It is a virus. It can be spread by dirty tools. It can be spread by, you know, if you're pinching, not a lot of people like to pinch off suckers. If she's, you know, pinching off suckers on that one and then does it to another tomato, she can, you know, transmit the disease that way. Is it common? Uh, no, not really. It's actually a fairly new disease, it's, you know, the past couple of years. We haven't really seen it here 
well, now we are, obviously. Um, but, you know, definitely don't compost it. Destroy the t- uh, tomato plant. Put it in the garbage. Let it go to the, you know, heap and be done with it. Um, it doesn't seem to matter which variety of tomato you're growing, so mm. it's not going to affect. And as far as they know right now, it's not transmitted by seed if she had, you know, grown the tomato from seed. So she doesn't have to worry about that, but definitely remove it from the garden. I've got one more question for you before we talk about what's going on uh, with you. If you had a guess and somebody said, oh, I have a tree that's been growing in my yard for 48 years and it looks like a (laughs) fern... What what variety would you say that it is? It's green. It's green. Yeah, it's green and has leaves. Of course it does. <laughs> uh, so there's two thoughts that come to mind. One, it could be witch's broom, although I don't think you'd see witch's broom all over the tree. Yeah. The other thing would be, you know, tree of heaven. Oh, maybe that's, yeah. Hmm. You know what? That would make sense. Maybe that's what it is. But we need a, need a picture to make sure. Yeah. You know, without a picture, it's, like I said, it's green and has leaves. You know, All right, so. Mrs. Know-it-all. What do you got <laughs> coming up? Uh, well, actually, next Sunday, I'm going to be at Sorgles, and I'm going to have a uh, talk about canning. And it's their harvest festival next year, so there's going to be corn, too. Mm. But I'm going to have some samples of um, peach jam and peach and blueberry jam made from Sorgel's uh, own peaches uh, for everybody to kind of sample. So next Sunday, what time? One o'clock. Um, I'll be in the back, not in the <clears throat> garden center per se, but like where you walk back to the uh, covered deck, uh, that's where I'm going to be. Uh, and so I'll be out of the sun, but, you know, still enjoying the day. All right. Is there any registration or anything like that, or do they just show uh, up? No, it's just, call, you know, Come on out. You know, it starts, I believe, everything starts like at 10 or 11 in the morning and goes to like 4 or 5 in the afternoon. You'll be there so at what, you'll be, going on all day. You'll be there at 1 o'clock, and what are you going to teach people? Uh-huh. I'm going to teach them, you know, the proper way to can, um, what tools you may need, what tools you really don't need, and just general information about, you know, doing preservation correctly and keeping your family safe, but at the same time, you know, taking your garden and keeping it, year-round in the pantry. That That sounds great. Thanks very much, Mrs. Know-It-All, as always. All right, we're going to come back to wrap it up with Todd and Doug in just a couple of moments, get you ready for CBS Radio News at the top of the hour. Then it's eating light and healthy for the summer of 2018 on the Coons Cooking Hour. Joe and Frank Dentisi just moments away from joining us in the Chafin Lahana Law Firm studios of KDKA Radio. Good morning. We got one minute. Can't say enough about having Mr. Shabandi, his lovely daughter, Olivia, heading into the sixth grade. Want to wish her a best of luck. But Davey.com to find out more. They do incredible work. Doug, you got about a minute to wrap things up. Remember sixth grade, Rob? The steam, en- the steam engine cars and everything they drive around. and oh, it was, oh, you're like, up it was a different time. They used to bring the ice in a big truck and just put it on the front. We used to have- Do you remember your sixth grade teacher? I do. Sixth grade. I Bill Haddix. Fifth grade was Mr. Wow. Ashley. Sixth grade, Mrs. I can't remember. Gone. Gone. <laughs> and I can, I'll never forget the very first week he said, you were supposed to learn multiplication in the fourth grade. I went, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's, the, that's, a, that's a fact. You know, I remember That's when I, I actually, I'm, I changed schools in second grade, and I, I moved from a city school to a country school. In the city school, we were halfway through the printed letters on top. When I got to the country school, they were already halfway through cursive. 
So mm. I had, yeah, I had. That's why. That's why I always tell everybody why my handwriting is so bad. Remember, You're supposed to be a doctor. <laughs> remember, the <laughs> organic gardeners always aim to create a better place to garden and a safer place to live.